Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Matthew, chapter 12, to grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Mary could not have been and was not a perpetual virgin. The Catholic Church sees Mary. Here's, I think, one of the biggest ones. The Catholic Church sees Mary as a co-mediator or co-redemptress. What does that mean? It means that many Catholics believe that Mary helped Jesus in redeeming men from their sins. That she helped Jesus. And even in their own prayer, it says, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Every Catholic had to memorize that. I had to memorize it and still remember it today. So Catholics believe and they teach that Mary was a co-mediator or co-redemptress. In other words, if you wanted your sins forgiven, you would have to go to the priest. The priest would take your request to Mary and Mary would take your request to God, the father. Oh, you know, the Bible doesn't teach that. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5, it's on the screen. Read it with me. There is one God and one mediator between God and man the man Christ Jesus. There's one God and one mediator between God and man, and that is Jesus Christ. Amen, saints? It's just Jesus, and you can't get to the Father. If you're trying to get to the Father through Mary, you're wrong, and you're never going to get there. You're trying to get to the Father through any other thing other than Jesus Christ himself, you are never going to get to the Father. Because there's one God and one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. When he said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, and no man gets to the Father, John 14, 6, but through me. That's what Jesus said. So you don't get to the Father. And it's very interesting because even in the Catholic Church and around the world, in the Catholic Church, you will find two statutes. One of Mary and the other of Jesus. Isn't that interesting? So in the Catholic Church, you pray to Mary because they believe she has some influence and can get the attention of Jesus. Oh, Mary has no special privileges or special access to God. Blessed art thou among women, not blessed art thou above women. Got to move on. Look at verse 48 again, if you will, with me. Instead of Jesus going out to see what his mother wanted, notice what he said. He said, who is my mother? Who is my brother? And he kind of stretched forth his hands like as, you know, to stretch forth his hands toward the the disciples and toward the audience. And he said, behold, my mother and my brother, whoever does the will of my father 
is my mother and my sister and my brother? What is the will of the Father? John chapter 6, verse 29, it says, Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work, or this is the will of God, that you believe in him who he has sent. You want to know God's will? Here's God's will, that you believe in Jesus Christ, the one that the Father sent. Period. That is God's will. So everyone and anyone who receives Jesus as Savior is part of God's family. That's what he's saying. When you receive Christ, listen close. When you receive Christ into your life, into your heart, and you trust him with your life, and you commit your life to him, he fills you with his Holy Spirit, and then you are born again, and you are adopted into the family of God. The Bible does not teach the universal brotherhood of men. In other words, we are the world. We are God's children. We don't want to make a better way, so let's start giving. The Bible doesn't teach that. The Bible doesn't teach we're all brothers and sisters. Did you know that? We're not all brothers. It is a misnomer to say that we are all brothers and sisters. We're not. We can't be brothers and sisters, and you certainly can't be a child of God unless you are born of God. And this family, you must be born into it. You can't join it. That's why we don't have membership here at Calvary Chapel, by the way. Because you can't be a member here unless you are born again and born into the family by the Spirit of God. And if you're born into the family by the Spirit of God, you are already a member of the family. So that's why we don't have membership here at Calvary Chapel, because you can't join it. You're either born into it or you're not. You understand? Say amen. That's very important for you to understand. So in order to be a child of God, you got to become a son of God. And you become a a son of God, not by R&R or religion and reformation, but by regeneration, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, is Jesus putting down natural family? Is Jesus saying, ah, family is nothing? No, that's not what he's saying. As a matter of fact, you know the story. When he was hanging on the cross, you remember? He looked down from the cross, and and he looked down at John, and he said, John, he says, behold your mother. And he said, woman, speaking to Mary, he says, behold your son. See, Jesus is pro-family. That's a whole other issue, okay? That's a whole other sermon, but Jesus is pro-family, Jesus says, John, behold your mother. He looked at his mother and said, woman, behold your son. And basically he's saying, John, will you take care of my mother? John, will you make her your mom? And mom, will you take John and make him your son? You see, Jesus, right there at the cross, watch this, right there at the cross, Jesus is showing us something very important, that families are formed at the cross. Families are formed at the cross. I have a blended family, and you probably know that. We've got a blended family. My wife, when I met her 22 years ago, she was a widow. Her first husband died in a car accident. She had three children. At the time we got married, we all got married. And when we all got married, we had two more. And so I have five children now. We have a blended family. Can I tell you that my family works because our family is formed at the cross? Our family meets at the cross. We are a Christian family, and what we do is found in the pages of this book. And what we don't do is not found in the pages of this book. That's why we don't do it. Our family is formed at the cross. If you have a blended family, if you've married someone who has children, let me give you just a good piece of advice. 
Form your family at the cross. Amen, saints? Start living your life for Jesus at the cross because families are formed at the cross. And even the family here at Calvary Chapel is formed at the cross. You see, we are family. Y'all remember Sister Sledge? Raise your hand if you remember Sister Sledge. All right. That's some of y'all. More than last service. But, but, but we are Sister Sledge, if you don't know. I don't know what planet you've been on, but if you don't know, Sister Sledge wrote the song, sang the song, We Are Family. And, and still, I still hear it today. It's kind of like an anthem, you know what I mean? It's like an anthem. And, 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 and it's true. We are family. We are brothers and sisters here at Calvary Chapel because the Holy Spirit makes us one family. Amen, saints? And you know the interesting thing about family is you can't pick your family. Now, I know you wish you could. <laughs> Because you wouldn't pick some of them, and some of them wouldn't pick you. Don't say amen too quick now. <laughs> Y'all like, amen, pastor. Mm. You can't pick your family. And like any family, every family, there's a strange bunch of people in every family. Everybody has their wackos in their family. There, I said it. There you go. All right. It's true. We all have the crazy people in our family. We do. Family's a strange bunch of people. And even here at Calvary Chapel, the family, we're a strange bunch of people. Look at your neighbor. I mean, look at them right now. Go ahead. They're strange. You know, the Bible says we're peculiar people. And the family is just a strange bunch of people. All kinds of people. You know, I'm always amazed here at Calvary Chapel. There are all kinds of people here at this church. It blows me away. There are former demon-possessed people. There are former prostitutes, former dancers. And we ain't talking about the Fred Astaire types, all right? <laughs> we ain't talking about ballroom dancing. All right. There's former dancers and doubters like Thomas, people, all kinds of people here, people that come from mixed marriages and Jews and Gentiles and blacks and whites and old and young and, 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 and Southerners and Yankees and rich people and poor people and poor people. I mean, you're so broke you can't even afford the other OR. You're just, you're just broke. Some of y'all go here too. Thank God for the rich people. But you know, there's all kinds of people here. There's introverts and extroverts and and ex-drug dealers and crooks. Don't need to raise your hand there. You know, but see, the, the, the beauty of this is that God brings us all together by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I don't care where you're from, what you do, who you are, where you've been, where you think you're going, what color your skin or lack thereof. God makes us one family in Christ Jesus. Amen, saints? Just one family. It doesn't matter. We are one in Christ and only, only God could do that. Only God can do that. Only God can take two people that that don't even know each other and they start talking and they feel like family. You you ever meet somebody and all of a sudden you your spirit agrees with their spirit and you, and, and you know and you go hey you you're a Christian and they go yeah I'm a Christian I knew it because I could tell by the spirit. Now there have been times I've been wrong, but but for the most part I mean it's true. I go hey you're a Christian. They go no. Well you should be. You know, and so we're just a family. 
Only God can take people and meld them together. It's just the family, and it's not the Lutheran family, and it's not the Catholic family, and it's not the non-denominational family. It's not the Baptist family, the Methodist family, the Methobacterian family. It's none of that. It's just the people of God, Christian folks, sons and daughters, brothers and sisters. Heaven is made up of family folks. And if you don't like being around family, you're going to hate heaven. You know how it is around Thanksgiving. You know, oh my goodness, we got to go around family. We're going to get something to eat and get out of here. <laughs> you know, you don't like to be around family. Well, if you don't like to be around family, you're going to hate heaven because heaven is full of family folks. Just people who love God. You just get people that you just don't, you don't even know. You know what? I am closer to some of you than I am to my own family. Have you found that to be true? Is there anybody else that's found that to be true? People in the church, you just meet them and it's just like, man, we're just one in Christ because we're just family. And I love the church and I love the family. And let me share something with you. I have had a long romance with something other than my wife. What, Pastor? I didn't know. Yeah, it's true. I have. For 22 years, I have had a lifelong romance with the family of God and the church. You see, you, you got to understand something. You got to understand something. The church, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ has been my life. I, I really didn't find life until I became a Christian. I didn't find life. I wasn't living. I was one of those kind of people just, just kind of meandering through life and just getting by. How you doing? Getting by. I'm just getting by, man. You know what I mean? And I was one of those kind of people that I was just getting by until I came to church. And when I came to church, and, and, and I went to Catholic church for many years, as I said, but then I, I came out of Catholic church and kind of went away from everything that was related to church. But then one day I gave my life to Christ and I became a born-again Christian. And then I started going to church. And it was at that time that I found meaning and I found purpose for my life. The church is my life. The church is my life. That's when I found direction. That's when I found meaning. That's when I found lifelong friends. And that's when I started to get direction in my life. You see, it was in the church that I discovered my spiritual gifts. It was in the church that I began to discover my call to ministry. It was in the church that I began to, to, to learn how to preach and to teach the word of God. It was in the church that I raised my children and am raising my grandchildren. You see, the church has been my life and will forever be my life. And it should be your life. Because we're the family of God. Because through all time and eternity, you listen and listen close, through all time and eternity, the redeemed of the Lord will be family in heaven for all time and eternity. So if you're sitting next to a Christian, you're going to be seeing them for the rest of your life. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. But see, that's what I'm saying. Because the redeemed of the Lord will be in heaven. And we are family. We're just family. Came home from my trip from California. My air condition was broken. I think I ran out of Freon or something. And I called up a friend who's an AC guy. And I said, man, please come over. It is hot in here. I can't read the Bible. Come help a brother, please. 
So he came over pretty promptly, too. He came over and looked at the AC and stuff and got it all working. I'm like, oh, thank God for cool air. And, you know, he got everything working and stuff. And afterwards, we were just fellowshipping because he's family. I'm family. And we're just fellowshipping, talking to each other and just having a great time and talking about the church and talking about family. And he said to me something that I'll never forget. He said to me, he says, you know what, Pastor? I said, what? He said, the church is another word for family. And I thought, man, that is simply profound. Here I am, like, studying the Bible, you know what I mean? I'm the pastor. I'm supposed to come up with all this deep stuff, you know what I mean? And he just says, you know, the church is another word for family. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I just got revelation from the AC guy, you know what I mean? It's like, whoa, oh, God, in the house, you know what I mean? I got revelation from the AC guy. I mean, he said, church is family, just another name for family. And I said, you know, you're right. Church is another name for family. And I have met people, and so have you, who say, I don't go to church. I'm a Christian, but I I really don't go to church. I'm a Christian, but I'm not a part of any specific church. We all know people who say that. Listen, can I tell you something? If you know people like that, you can tell them I said this. That is wrong and unbiblical. That's wrong and it's unbiblical. And it is unhealthy for you. If you're a Christian, you need the church, and the church needs you. And you need to be a part of a church. You need to get a place where you can call home, and they're your family. You need a place where you can get involved and grow as a Christian. Every believer should be committed to a Bible-teaching church. You need it. And if you don't have a church that you call home, that's unbiblical, and that's dangerous for you. I'm not saying that because I want you to call Calvary Chapel home. I, I, I think you need to be where God has called you. You need to be where you get fed. You need to be where you can get fed the word so that you can start growing up as a Christian. And you need a place where you can call people and say, hey, would you pray for me? I need you to pray for me right now. And not this, you know, esoteric approach to, oh, I'm a Christian, but I don't go to church and I'm not a part of the family. That's not healthy. It would be unhealthy for your right arm and just fall off and you just got to walk around and go, well, I only got one. I got one left arm left. That's a good thing. You'd be like, yeah, it's a good thing, but it ain't pretty. You know how you look? You look unhealthy. You look out of balance. You need a place where you call home, a place where, and not this church hopping stuff. Can we talk? But you know, people church hopping, going from church to church. I call it Christian consumerism. The church is more like consumer commodity. You know, people shop around for churches and hop around the churches like they're shopping around and hopping around at different furniture stores looking for a piece of furniture. You know, they go to church, to church, to church, to church, and, you know, they're looking for good worship and, you know, good, relevant, powerful, impacting sermons, of which you get here. <laughs> and, you know, we got to find the right, the youth group, what does the youth group have for my youth? I got youth, and what does the youth group have? And then they say, you know, we really, we are interested to find out about, you know, the quality child care. Now, now can I help you? Don't ask a church about quality child care. Because the church, Calvary Chapel, we don't offer quality child care. That's down the street at the ABC preschool deal. That's down there. We offer here children's church. 
We are not trying to babysit your kids or teach them ABCs or get them hooked on phonics. We're trying to teach them to get hooked on Jesus. We're trying to give them the word of God so it isn't child care and babysitting and changing poopy diapers, although that's included. If you're interested in children's ministry, just sign up today and it'll be great. It's not child care. And people shopping around, you know, what does the church have to give me? That's the mentality. What do you have to give me versus what I, as a believer, as a member of the family, have to come here and contribute to the overall growth and the life and the health of the church? It's not about what the church can give you. It's about what you can give to the church. What are your gifts and talents? And if you're not using them, then you're ripping me off. And I don't like it when you rip me off. And if I'm not using my gifts and talents to bless you, I'm ripping you off. That's why I'm here every Sunday. That's why I'm here every Wednesday. Because this is what God called me to do. You you understand? Now, don't misunderstand me. Church shopping and finding a church that that, that you fit in, there's nothing wrong with that. You got to do that. I mean, you got to go and find out, you know, where you fit in, where God's called you. You know, where you need to be plugged in. But, but listen, if you've been doing that for 27 years, hello, the problem is not the church. The problem is you. Something wrong with you. Because every church ain't wrong. Say amen, even if you don't agree with me. Help me. Every, every church ain't wrong. You know, I don't like this church. They don't got this. I don't like that church. They that. And I don't like this pastor. And I don't like that person. And all this stuff. You know, it's not everybody. It's not everybody. It could be you. Something's wrong with you. You're crazy. Something's wrong. But you got to check that now because it shouldn't take you 27 years to find out where God has placed you. I believe that if you ask the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you and direct you, as soon as you walk in that church, you'll say, you know what? This is home. It's not that hard. We make it all hard. If you just say, God, you know, where do you want me? As soon as you walk in the door, this is it. This is where I want you. You don't have to go any further. Stay there and then get plugged in. Yes, there's a time, and I want to be clear about that. Yes, there's a time to find out where you fit in, but then that time is up. You need to find a place, call it church home, and be there. People shop around as if they're buying God. Not understanding, you're not buying God. He bought you. For you are bought with a price. Now glorify God in your body. Change the way you think. You're not buying God. He's already purchased you. Now take what God has given you and invested in you and use it for the glory of the kingdom. So many people, oh, I don't go to church with a bunch of hypocrites in church. Yeah, well, come on and join us because you're one too. We're all hypocrites. <laughs> Come join the church, Calvary Hypocrite Chapel, because, you know, I mean, we're all hypocrites. Come on, let's get away with the mask. Come on, everybody has some hypocritical or hypocrite-isms in their life. Everybody does. But we come together at the cross. Our family is formed at the cross. We're all working on our you know, on the on being a hypocrite, we're all trying not to be, and we want to be what God wants us to be. And so when you come to the family of God and you come and be a part of the family, then God starts making you into his image and you change from glory to glory and you start looking more like him the more you spend time with him. You understand? So so we're the family of God. If you don't have a church home, 
Most certainly you're welcome to be a part of this church. But if you consider Calvary Chapel your church home, then come to church. If you consider this church your church home, then when the church is open, you should be here because we're family. It'd be kind of weird if your wife just chose to come home whenever she got ready. No, we're family. We expect everybody to show up, you know, in a reasonable time. I mean, you know, come in the house. We leave the light on. Come in and you got to come home every day. So when if this is your home, then come. Be a part. Use your gifts. Find out how you can use your gifts and, and edify and glorify. The body. And if this is not your home church and you're still looking for one, then look for a home church. But have the heart of I need to find my family. I need to find my family. And when you find your family, be a part of your family. That's all I'm saying. Be blessed and be a part of your family. And even if your husband doesn't go and your wife doesn't go to church with you, which happens a lot, family doesn't go. Look, if your husband doesn't go to church, that's fine. You come to church and be a part of the family. One day he'll come. Your wife doesn't go, you come and be a part of the family. Your friends don't go. Let me tell you, this church thing, this Christian thing, you got to walk it alone sometime. Sometime you got to go by yourself. Your friends don't go to church, so you come to church. Be a part of the family. Let God use your life. He's got so much more for you and me than we can imagine that he wants to do in us and through us. And the songwriter said in closing, do not go with me. I don't care if anybody goes. I'm going because I'm a member of the body of Christ. And if I'm not there, they're going to miss me because they like me. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.